0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the ADA podcast series, which is presenting a series of topics identified by you, the members of the Australian Diabetes Educators Association. The ADA podcast series highlights latest updates and research in the areas that are relevant to best practice in diabetes management, diabetes care, and diabetes education. My name is Jan Orford. Long time member of ADEA, and I will be your host. Today, we'll be discussing oral health and diabetes with Karen Lansdowne and Kimberly Matthew Coulton from the Faculty of Dentistry at the University of Sydney. Hi, Karen and Kimberly, and thank you both so much for your time today.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you, lovely to be here.
0: I'd like to start the session by asking you, Kimberly, uh, the first question, if I may. Can you please give us some overall statistics on oral health and complications for people with diabetes in Australia? And how are these statistics compared to those who don't have diabetes?
1: Yes, well, first of all, we know um, dental caries is actually um, one of the um, most prevalent diseases or chronic diseases um, around the world, actually. Um, We also know that for diabetics, there's a higher risk of caries. Um, This is especially true for patients who have uncontrolled diabetes um, who may have or most likely will have less saliva, um, which is important um, to serve as a buffer for acids produced by bacteria. Um, It also contains components that attack bacteria. So if there's less saliva, they're unable to do that. And they also, um, basically the calcium and phosphate ions found in in the saliva help to mineralize the tooth. So we actually see rates of dental decay much higher in those patients with diabetes. And I have to say specifically uncontrolled diabetes. Um, As far as periodontitis or gum disease, for the adult population, it's about 10 to 15% of all adults um, suffer from severe periodontitis. However, for diabetes, um, which is a major risk factor for periodontitis, the World Health Organization actually lists it as, as being the sixth most prevalent complication of individuals with diabetes. Um, they're actually three times more likely than those without diabetes to develop periodontitis. Um, There's also very clear evidence that there's a two-way relationship between diabetes and periodontitis. And individuals with poorly controlled diabetes have an increased risk for developing, um, obviously, periodontal inflammation, um, which can make it difficult to regulate blood glucose levels. Also, the incidences of or the incidence of end-stage renal disease and cardiorenal mortality are increased threefold in patients, diabetic patients with severe periodontal disease than those who do not have periodontal disease. And um, we may discuss a bit later a bit about some of the research that shows that treatment of periodontal disease can actually help to reduce long-term blood glucose levels, which I think is obviously very important to the diabetic patient. Thanks for that, Kimberly. Karen,
0: I'm wondering if you could
1: um, elaborate a little more for us on what the most
0: common oral health problems are affecting people with diabetes.
2: Again, I think it's important to note that the risk for oral health complications is not necessarily increased for individuals who have well-controlled diabetes and maintain optimum blood glucose levels. However, there are numerous adverse oral health issues observed in patients with uncontrolled diabetes, Some of these include, as Kimberly had just mentioned, gingivitis and gum disease or periodontal disease, xerosomia, dry mouth, burning mouth syndrome, which can include the tongue, higher rates of dental decay due to the reduced salivary flow and increased glucose that's actually present in the saliva. There's also a greater predominance of candida albicans, which can lead to candidiasis, and that's due to a change in the microflora and the reduced saliva also things like dental infections, which can include gingival and dental abscesses, things such as angular cheilosis, which is when we get the cracking um, at the corners of our mouth, and also um, dysgeusia, which is altered taste.
0: Kimberly, um, we've touched on this a little bit already, but why do people with diabetes have that higher risk of oral health problems?
1: Diabetes, um, as do a number of other systemic diseases, affects the body's immune system. And this leads to changes in the function of immune cells, neutrophils, cytokines, those things that are involved in um, the immune system response. Um, That activity is actually compromised, as well as the vascular system, which is affected with the walls of the blood vessels becoming thicker, but also weaker. Um, That results in increased bleeding and a slow flow of blood throughout the body. And it's actually these changes um, to the vascular system and the fact that nutrients aren't delivered well, that those immune cells are not delivered to the gingival tissues or the gum tissues in the oral cavity um, leads to less oxygen to the tissues, chronic inflammation, um, the destruction of tissue, and there, of course, is a reduced capacity for healing. Um, oftentimes, conversations around uncontrolled diabetes is around things like, you know, the effects to the eyes and the extremities, you know, fingers, toes, kidneys. But the unfortunate thing about periodontal disease is that it can be a silent disease, and it can go unnoticed for, for quite some time. And severe periodontal disease actually leads to loose teeth, which um, can cause a cascade of problems, including halitosis or bad breath difficulty eating speaking um, obviously there are aesthetic concerns self-esteem those sorts of things associated with um, someone who's uncomfortable with the, with how their mouth looks or their teeth look um, I think the biggest thing is that this two-way relationship that those who control their blood glucose levels appropriately and, and seek you know regular advice from their GP oral health professional they can prevent a lot of this. But if someone doesn't you know, watch, take care of themselves as a diabetic, then they can actually have more problems, obviously with the periodontal tissues. Those are actually the tissues that support the teeth, um, but also because of some of the things that Karen's mentioned with a, a lack of saliva and possibly increased glucose in some of the, the fluids in the mouth or around the teeth can have that dental decay. So those are some of the things, or some of the reasons why we see more oral health problems in patients with diabetes. Thanks for that, Kimberly. I'll stay with you if I may. Um,
0: could you tell us who provides oral health services for people with diabetes? And what do you see are the roles of oral health professionals, dentists and diabetes educators in diabetes care and management with oral health?
1: Those who provide oral health services are belong to the dental team um, obviously consisting of dentists hygienists therapists oral health therapists there there are also a number of specialists that provide um, treatment and would be appropriate also for the patient with diabetes and the dental team obviously is providing uh, oral health advice and education to help maintain the health of the oral cavity Um, and for the patient with diabetes it's especially important uh, to maintain that optimal oral health to prevent dental disease and the progression progression of existing disease. Because there is that lack of, um, well, there's first of all, the increased risk of periodontal disease, but there also is a faster progression because of the lack of healing or the ability to heal. Obviously, the role of the dentist is to provide the comprehensive dental examinations and provide services that address tooth decay and soft tissue diseases. Uh, The role of the dental hygienist or oral health therapist is to is basically prevention focused. Um, They focus on addressing the risks for dental disease. Now, the role of the dental or the diabetes educator, excuse me, is to basically be aware of the effects of diabetes on the oral health. Um, Again, if someone has well-controlled diabetes, they may not have that increased susceptibility or risk of disease but it's important to remain abreast of these um, issues and keep this in mind. And so the diabetes educator, I would think it would be important that they ask those essential questions of their patients. When have you last seen an oral health professional? Do your gums bleed? Do you have any loose teeth? Um, Do you have any teeth that hurt? Um, Are your dentures fitting properly? Obviously, if they have dentures. Um, Are you experiencing any soreness Or feeling of dry mouth or simply asking do you have any concerns about your oral cavity. I think it's that communication between oral health professionals and diabetes educators and the patients of course to um, you know to maintain um, optimal oral health. Thanks
0: Kimberly for that. Karen I'm wondering if you could comment for us on in terms of what the available financial resources and government rebate services etc that support people with diabetes so they can get this appropriate dental care?
2: Um, so if you have a current health care card, a veterans card or a uh, pensioner concession, or a Commonwealth Seniors Health Card, um, and you are eligible for Medicare, you can attend a local health district in the area, um, or the diabetes educator could even refer to a private dentist to receive dental treatment, and that includes preventive services. However, sometimes there can be some out-of-pocket expenses for specialty service in the public healthcare system. There are government services provided through Medicare Child Benefit Schemes. So those would be for patients from two to 17 years. Um, However, unfortunately at this point, there are no services under the National Diabetes Services Scheme or the National Disability Insurance Scheme um, regarding dental care. Dental Health Services Victoria actually offers free emergency and dental care to patients who have Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander descent, including dentures, and that's even if they don't have a current healthcare card or pensioner card. And also the Royal Dental Hospital of Melbourne offers refugees and asylum seekers general denture and specialist treatment, and they actually may receive priority access to these dental services.
0: Thanks Karen. Uh, The last question I had for you was I wondered if you could comment on what the available treatments and preventions are, which is quite a broad question I know, but um, if you could address that in briefly for us that would be
2: great. Sure, so it's really important um, that we actually make sure that our patients are regularly attending for dental visits, and preferably at least every six months also need to make sure that uh, we're referring for professional debridement or cleaning by your dental hygienist, oral health therapist or the dentist. Smoking cessation, um, in fact, if you smoke, you are four times more susceptible to periodontal disease. So the, the um, oral, oral health team will um, always be there to provide you with some smoking cessation advice. And also some advice on dental education, tailored oral hygiene instruction, denture care advice, um, even adjustments by the dentist, there's dietary advice, saliva test, and fluoride application if required. And obviously with all that, we know we like to make sure we're, we're um, maintaining um, our patients and providing recall appointments along with appropriate referrals to the specialist. And obviously it's really important um, that your dental visit includes a discussion about how the oral health and general health are connected and how one actually affects the other. Thanks,
0: Karen, and in fact, thanks to both of you. As I said, that is the last of the questions I have for you both today. But I wondered if perhaps you'd like to summarize for us what key messages you'd like our members to take home with them from this session.
1: Sure. Um, I think first of all, here at the University of Sydney, we have a a real focus and um, kind of a a motto, and that is, put the mouth into health. And we recognize how, you know, this this tight connection between oral health and general or systemic health is. Um, Glycemic control is paramount, obviously, for the patient with diabetes, for their overall health. Um, But it's quite amazing, and I think a number of people don't recognize how much diabetes, or the control of diabetes, affects oral health. And that, in fact, poor oral, oral health can affect your ability to control blood glucose levels.
2: Uh, We also would like to make sure that we're recommending things like brushing twice a day with a soft toothbrush and using fluoride toothpaste and um, reinforcing that we need to make those appointments to see a dental professional and obviously refer if, uh, if anyone reports any oral complications so that we can provide that real tailored home care advice and obviously I guess you know the really important thing is that we have a closer collaboration between medical and dental health teams And that's really necessary so that we're really um, ensuring we've got comprehensive management of our patients with diabetes.
0: Well, thank you ladies, once again, for taking time out of your very busy days to talk with us today. And I'd like to thank you, Karen, and you, Kimberly, for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you to our members for for their attention today. And we look forward to you joining us when we held our next thank you